Amen. So that's what we're what we've been doing. A quick update. Thank you, brothers and sisters uh, who are a part of this congregation who are helping us be out there and do that. You need to understand, and this it sounds like such a cliche, but uh, it is reality. You people are partnering with us. It is you who are uh, changing a nation. It is because of your deposit, your involvement, that we are seeing these kinds of miracles taking place. It's not just Dave and Marger out there and we're coming to you with our hands out for an offering, uh, looking for you know for you to sponsor us or something. No, you really are in a very real way partnering with us. And I, I promise you, as I study the scriptures, God is going to have jewels in your crowns for the investment that you're making in the leadership amongst the churches in the nation and in seeing the next generation raised up and being able to enter into the calling that God has on each of their lives. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you're doing with us in that. Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. Now, this is... (laughs) All right. Um... Pastor Paul, when we talked about us being here, I didn't know that he was going to be away this weekend. Um, I don't know whether this is good or bad. Uh, he's not here to check my theology. So maybe it's good, I don't know. Uh, but he suggested that today, as we, as we open the Word of God, that maybe uh, it would be good to give you a taste of something uh, that the, some of the things that God has been speaking to us, some of the things that God has been unfolding in how he wants to bring about a change in culture. It's, it, it, yes, it's redeeming the culture. It's bringing about positive change, not making Africa North American and not making North, uh, North American African. Although I tell you, I would love to bring some of my brothers and sisters here. Uh, we have blessed them with lots of our music and a little bit about pageantry and the, and the like. But you got to know, you need to learn from them about the fact that God gave you hips and that God gave you feet and they were meant for dancing. <laughs> now I'm... I'm glad that Pastor Paul isn't here. He, I don't know how he feels about this. Elders, just close your ears. <laughs> All right. But this is, the, this is the exciting thing, that God is doing something. We have the opportunity to change our culture. And for Margs and my part, it is through the performing arts. Now let me read to you two key passages of scriptures by way of starting here. First of all, from Revelation 18, we're told there that this, there, there is coming a time when there's a lot of the things that we enjoy today that are going to disappear. The sound of the harpist, musicians, flutists, and trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. No craftsman or any craft shall be found in you anymore. And the sound of the millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. And the light of the lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall not be heard in you anymore. Um, 
for your merchants who are great men of the earth and by the prophets in this, uh, and, and through your sorcery all the nations became deceived and in her was found the blood of the prophets and the saints and all those who were slain on the earth there is a time when God is going to remove a lot of the things that are, uh, the, that are the mainstays of our society but there is a prophecy that God brings to us through, the, through Amos Amos chapter 9-11 and it says there and on that day I will raise up the tabernacle of David which has fallen down and repair its damages. I will raise up its ruins and restore it as in the days of old. There is this prophecy of the restoration of David's tabernacle. I love that word. We talk about renewal. We talk about revival and, and these things. This is taking things that are old and making them new and so on. But restoration, the Hebrew word that is translated here means to bring back those things that have been stolen away and to also bring those things that are yet owed to us that are a part of our inheritance and to set them in their proper place. That's what God wants to do for us today. And so we see here the opportunity that we have to change the culture in which we live by using many different things, one of them being the area of the arts. Let's go to that next uh, slide there, if you would. uh, Societal spheres of influence. There are seven of them that we talk about in Youth with a Mission. Uh, Church and religion, family and home, education, government and world affairs, business and commerce, communication and media, and arts and entertainment. These seven areas or categories, these are, uh, have a powerful effect upon our society. The area that Marg and I have been asked to address right now in Africa, some of which we have been doing over the years here in North America and down in Central and South America, Caribbean and so on, has been in this area of the arts, the area of worship and so on. Do you know that God, right from the very beginning, what was it that we read in the scriptures? In the beginning, in the beginning, God created. God created. God made something there for us. All right? You can go to the next slide. The, um, in Genesis chapter 4, we are told there that there were three particular categories that God uh, created that should be a part of the life of mankind. The first one was that uh, of, of the, uh, the, I'm going to call him the farmer, the guy who, uh, who lives in tents, uh, probably the rural areas, uh, who raises cattle, who farms the land. That was the first one. The second one was that of, uh, or actually I'm jumping to the third one, uh, because I think this is probably more like the urban. All right, we've got the rural, we have to have the urban. This is the metal forger, the guy who's involved in manufacturing. Sandwiched in between them, look at it. It's the arts. There is the musician. The performing arts, singing, dancing, uh, mime and theater and so on. These things, this was to be, and according to the plan of God, one of the three major areas that God had created for uh, man to be a part of, for, for this to be a part of man's society. 
This year, as I, as we've been working over in Africa, I tell you what, I got a revelation. I have all the hundreds of times that I've seen this, the times that I've taught on it. I never saw this before. But there's actually a fourth area. It talks about how Enosh, down in verse 26, when he was, uh, came on the scene, it's here and, and through him that all of a sudden mankind first started to worship the God of creation. They first got to know who God was and saw that they needed to respond to Him in worship and praise. I, I submit to you that there actually is this fourth area. This is the priestly musician. This is those of us who have giftings from God who have been uh, uh, in the area of the performing arts or actually in all of the arts. I think we can ex- safely expand it. Some of you are painters or sculptors. Uh, people who like to get a hammer and chisel out for uh, for a piece of granite, uh, people who want to create out of wire and wrapping and things like this. There's there's a, the whole area of the fine arts that has to be brought in. And in this day and age also the creative arts, things like uh, uh, photography, videography, uh, uh, computers, my gracious, the creativity that gets to be expressed through that. All of these different areas that deal with the, the, this aspect of the arts. God has for you and me this opportunity. Now, if I were, let me ask you a question. Um, anybody here know who uh, Heaven's worship leader was? Who was Heaven's worship leader? No, we worship Him. He wasn't the worship leader. Huh? Oh, Gabriel's the one who blows the trumpet. Huh? Oh, did you? Oh, I missed it. Say it louder. Lucifer. Most theologians, Bible scholars have agreed that Lucifer, we know him today as Satan or the devil, he was the guy who was heaven's worship leader. But there was a problem up in heaven. He rose up in his pride. You can read about it in, in uh, Isaiah chapter 14. Uh, there's a, the whole account there of what he did. He got kicked out of heaven. He rose up in, in, the, in his pride and God said, I'm not having this. Gave him the, instead of the right hand of fellowship, gave him the left foot of fellowship right out the back door. The problem that I see today is that when God kicked him out of heaven, he didn't take away his abilities. He still knows all about the power of the arts. He knows about music. And what has happened today in our society is that the devil has stolen away something that God gave to you and me that was supposed to be a source of blessing in our lives, that was to be a key positive influence in our societies, and that should be used when all is said and done to bring glory to God. And that's what has happened. The devil has stolen this away. And Mark mentioned it, and I say it here again, we now are in a place where we need to take back what has been stolen away. We need to redeem this area of the arts and bring it back so that there can be glory that is given to God as a result of it. 
No longer can we allow the devil to take that away. We've been robbed. What is it that John 10 says? It is the thief who comes to rob, to kill, and to destroy. Right? That's what's been happening. He has perverted it. Look at the things in our society. Um, pornography on the on the internet. Never mind what's in the in the movie houses and the and the adult ed- entertainment areas. Think about also the whole area of music and how the 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 effect that music has upon us as a people. And we could go on down the list. Dance. God in God told us dance is a good thing. I can't take the time to go all the way down that in the scriptures, but it's there. Believe me. Pageantry. I was blessed. I saw one of our brothers here, you know, grab the flag there partway through the worship. Pageantry, the use of this banners. In days of old, it used to be stained glass windows. Now it's, and, and then tapestries. And now we have flags and banners that we have. These are things that God has given to us. They have been used in the wrong way. And God is saying, now is the time. It's time to take them back. John 10.10 goes on. It's the thief who comes to rob, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have life, more life, more abundant life. That's what he is doing in this day and age. And so it is that we have to ask the question, how does this get manifest? The thing that I want us to look at just really briefly here is, first of all, let's see that all of creation gives praise to God. I read in the Psalms, amongst many places, but the Psalms are just full of it. Psalm 98.8, it says that the, the rivers, they clap their hands, and the hills, they are joyful together before the Lord. Even the mountains and the hills give praise to God. Um, the sun, the moon, the stars, they give praise to God. Uh, Psalm 148, verse 3, Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all the stars of light. And then further on down in the psalm, we see even the, the, the creatures of the sea and, and, uh, and the, beasts of the, the wild beasts of the land and all that fly. I don't know that I believe that it's everything. I'm not sure mosquitoes are giving praise to God and black flies. But, but the, the Bible says that all these, these, uh, these flying creatures also give praise to God. We can see this. This is part of God's intention. So the question is begged, what about man? Hello? What about man? I believe that certainly there are many who do give praise to God in our life, with our voices, with our attitudes, with our uh, the, the standard that we live by in terms of the, the way we conduct business and interact with in society. Yes, we, many that do. But I also read in the Scriptures, Paul writes to, um, to the Romans, and he says there that we've got a problem. The reality of God is perfectly plain in the things that He has created. But here's the, here's the keyword. This has become, in a, in a negative sort of way, one of my favorite verses of Scripture. It says, the more that they tried to be philosophers, the more stupid they grew. That's us. Mankind, the more that we try to be philosophers, the more stupid they grew until they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for worthless imitations of birds, of quadrupeds, of reptiles, 
and of man. Man has created God to answer the unknown. But in actual fact, we are God. That's where we have come to in our society so much of the time. And so when we talk about creation, let's, let's make the next jump then. What makes arts to be Christian? What qualifies the arts to say that it's Christian? When you look at a painting, what makes it Christian art? Does it, is it if you have a picture of Jesus? Or, or a picture of the cross? Is that what makes art Christian? Or music? What, what makes a song Christian? What are the things that it would have to have? Is it when it talks about salvation? Or there's mention of Jesus in it somewhere? Or can it be Christian even when it never mentions the name of God in it? What is it that makes it Christian? What about dance? Can we have a dance that is Christian? What makes it Christian if it is? If that is possible. Is it when it's, uh, when it's a, uh, uh, an interpretive kind of dance to some Christian song that's playing in the background? Is that what it is? These are the things that we wrestle with. What is it that makes it Christian? I want to submit to you that it has nothing to do with whether there's an imagery that has to do with Christianity or words that have to do with Christianity. What makes it Christian is the source of the song or the dance or the piece of art. Does it come forth from the spirit of a believer, a follower of Jesus? God is looking for people. Actually, let me... When you see somebody, see some actors, let's go that way. When you see actors standing up to perform, and they're doing exactly the same thing, but somehow you're attracted to one more than another. Or somebody's singing a song, and there's something about the way the person sings it, Something about the spirit of that individual that comes out. That says, man, I really like that. Somebody else later in the show gets up and sings the same song and you just, you don't have the same vibe. What is it? I submit to you that it is the spirit of the follower, the believer in Jesus that exudes somehow from the song, from the dance, from the piece of artwork. And I hear the Spirit of God calling to people around the world. As Marg and I have the privilege of traveling to the nations, and as we interact with artists and, uh, and teachers in the body of Christ and so on, I'm, they, I hear it constantly. They are saying, you know what? God is calling people. He's putting a call on your life. He has gifted you. He has deposited in you abilities, talents. And there are some of you whom God says, I'm glad that you're up leading worship in a church on Sunday morning. That's all right. 
We need those. That's one of the four areas that God gave for mankind to have as a basic to every society. But God is also calling some who are in the church to come out of the church in the sense of only ministering in the church. Obviously, we still need to come to church. We still need to be a part of the body, be fed and nurtured and encouraged. But to come out of the church and to be used by Him out there in the world. Thomas Kincaid, the the artist of light. J.S. Bach and and many others like him who who wrote. And and, in the bottom of all of his manuscripts, he used to to, uh, write the letters that in Latin basically were translated to the glory of God. God is looking for people who will go out. If any of you watch uh, some of the... uh, the Voice and uh, American Idol and some of these other programs, the number of times that somebody gets up and sings a song and, and just something leaps in my spirit before I know anything about their background and then I find out that they're Christian. There's something that will come out. God is looking to raise up people. I want to believe and this is the message that we've been carrying to folk over in Africa. But you know what? Right here, Halliburton, Lakeside, Come on. I don't care whether you're just a young person growing up or whether you're already at retirement years. It's not retirement. Yeah, it's (laughs) refirement. Come on. God would like to use some of you in these areas of the arts. Will you pray? Will you ask Him about it? Would you be open to hear the Spirit of God say, it's time for you? Jesus, we're told by Paul in Philippians... Uh, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And you jump down to verse 11 and he says, and he did it all to the glory of God. God is saying the same thing to you here. God is looking for you to respond. <clears throat> First Corinthians 10.31 tells us there that God wants you to do also all that you do to the glory of God. Therefore, whether in you eat or drink, whatever you do, Do all for the glory of God. I believe that God is looking for a people who are ready to accept the challenge as a follower of Jesus to redeem their culture and to redeem the area of the arts. Can you hear Him? Can you hear Him call? This isn't just some crazy lame brain idea that Dave and Mark Hines came up with. This is what we read in the Scriptures. This is His Word. And this is what the Spirit of God is speaking to believers around the world right now. It's time to take it back. The devil's had it long enough. Our cultures have been perverted long enough. It's time for us to take it back. Will you pray with me? Father, thank You. Thank You for Your goodness. Thank You for the, the exciting things that You are doing in the world today. It is good what you're doing. And we simply ask now, show us, Lord, according to the giftings and the talents that you've put within us, how would you delight to use us? Find in us a people who would be willing to respond to you. In Jesus' name, amen.